Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. You're listening to Hour 2 of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got Joe Galina, you got George Kurtz, Sean Angle, producing our show, doing a great job. George, ready for hour number two? Talk a little fantasy football? Well, I guess we're going to find out. I mean, during the commercial breaks, I'm editing uh, my column uh, for the uh, Roto, Expert, Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And this column Which is, is live. Uh, it is live, so this will get added mm-hmm. to it. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be uh, running back handcuffs, which really, when mm-hmm. you look at it, there really aren't that many running back handcuffs in the NFL anymore because most mm. of these handcuffs, I say that with you know, the air quotes, are going to be drafted anyway, and not just by mm-hmm. the, you know, a person who has uh, the starter because running, not enough running backs to go around, Joe. Just not enough mm-hmm. running backs to go around, which makes you know, their third down back, PPR, what? He catches passes, taking them. Goal line back, oh, I'll take the touchdowns. I need, we need yeah. running backs like, uh, like there's no tomorrow. So yeah. handcuffs, there are really very few. It's, I think it's single digits where you can actually mm-hmm. say a true handcuff. Yes, if you want this true handcuff, you can draft them right before defenses and kickers. There aren't that many of these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be going over the FSTA experts uh, draft that took place earlier this week. Uh, the FSTA conference, that's the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, uh, took place in Minnesota. They had a 14-team draft earlier this week. Uh, our own Nando DeFino drafted a team. And uh, just it just seems, and I mentioned this last week, and it happened again in this uh, expert draft, 10 of the first 15 picks are running backs. So you're right. I mean, there are going to be very few uh, running backs left on the floor at the end of uh, most drafts this season. It's going to come down to when in doubt, draft a running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really what it's going to come down to. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, in the, the mock draft I'm doing, that's what I've done. I've already, and we're through, what I say, around, I think I've made five picks, and I've got three running backs already. You know, I'm just uh, I think the a wide receiver, I, the value you can find value late. Running back, you probably mm-hmm. cannot. So I've already drafted. Like I said I drafted Ezekiel Elliott round one, round four was Derrick Henry, and round five I just took Darius Geis. So mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm I'm high on Darius Geis for Washington this year. So looking mm-hmm. running back, and I think that's where most drafts are going to go. When in doubt, you're taking a your running back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since we're talking running backs, let me ask you: Are, are you? You know, let's say real late in drafts, uh, Deonta Foreman, is he somebody that you're looking at? Because there's even questions as to whether or not he'll be ready for the start of the season. I mean, you got a situation there where, you know, Lamar Miller, uh, basically, uh, you know, he hasn't really fulfilled expectations that uh, that we, 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 he hasn't become the running back that some of us thought he would. You know, there were complaints, you know, uh, he started his career with the Dolphins and uh, Dolphins, you know, a lot of people were saying, hey, they just weren't using him right. They weren't giving him enough touches. Well, I think that we've kind of come to the conclusion that maybe they knew what they were doing because, uh, you know, he got a little bit more work with the Texans and, you know, it hasn't really helped his, his numbers uh, enough. But uh, Foreman, is you think he's somebody that real late uh, you could go? I mean, how late do you wait for a guy like Foreman? Well, the problem is, is some you know in all drafts going to come down to you're guessing what the other owners who believes in Foreman is there mm-hmm. someone who believes that he's more than just a handcuff you know because mm-hmm. Miller's the starter remember Miller last year so we were talking about him in the first round and he busted last year big time bust yeah. uh, mm-hmm. now Deshaun Watson's back we assume he'll play a full season he'll stay healthy which right. means that offense should be somewhat dynamic 
which mm-hmm. means there should be running lanes here. So Miller should, we think, have a good season, right? So that would really right. hurt Foreman. But if he can't get it done, does that mean Foreman has to play? Does he get more starts? Does he get more carries anyway? In the middle of the, uh, you know, as the game moves on here, if, he's, if Miller's not getting the job done, uh, Foreman has the Achilles injury. Does he have the same burst, same cutting? We don't know. We don't know any of this until we actually see him. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, Miller's the guy you want there. I don't think there's much doubt uh, yeah. that he's there. Foreman, we saw it. We need to see. We need to You'll see what he can him, do in training. You might not like it. Right? Games. Uh, when it comes I mean, to Miller. <laughs> you know, it's, speaking you of, I don't like preseason it. games, but for mm-hmm. one of the reasons I like preseason games is, the, is for injured players. And Foreman mm-hmm. is the perfect example of this. You know, especially if you're in a keeper league, you already have Miller. And when I get to know, okay, Foreman looks good. Or he looks terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, you know not to take If he looks good, you go, okay, instead of spending a 14th round, maybe I got to spend an 11th round pick on him just to make sure I'm covered because mm-hmm. I have Miller. And you'll, in, right. in regular drafts, you need to do the same thing. And you draft Miller in round three, well, now you know, okay, Foreman looks good. I, I'm, I want the handcuff. You know, I think mm-hmm. Foreman is more of a handcuff than someone who's going to be drafted for his own value. He's not Tevin Coleman, who has value mm-hmm. all by himself. And we got, forget mm-hmm. about you know guys like that. I think Foreman mm-hmm. it, right now is the handcuff, but how he plays in preseason will determine where he gets drafted. If he's terrible in preseason, well, then it could be a waiver wire pickup, or you know, right before the kickers and defenses get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, what about? Uh... The relationship between Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. I'm not talking about their personal relationship, but uh, if you, you know, we've we've talked about Devonta Freeman uh, as a top running back, but you know, we have some concerns, you know, because he was on the concussion protocol uh, last season twice, I believe, right? Uh, so you, you, that's always a worry that maybe if he takes, you know, one hit too many this season. He might be uh, susceptible to another concussion, and and the Falcons are working with him to try to change his running style so that he doesn't leave himself open, you know, for for that kind of a hit. But uh, if you're a Devonta Freeman owner, uh, how important is it for you to get a, a Tevin Coleman as well? Well, here's the problem, guys. I just uh, stated Coleman has value in his own right, you know, regardless if you're a Freeman owner. He's you cannot wait. On you almost Tevin have Coleman. to take. Yeah, you might, you might have to wait like maybe Freeman's the next round go, after, or two well, rounds no, later to get a no, 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 you, no. You can you can wait longer than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Freeman's going to go in round three. You don't need to spend a four or five on Coleman, but he can mm-hmm. go almost any time six, seven, eight. Certainly no long, no deeper than eight. So mm-hmm. are you willing to take two running backs from the same team within the first eight rounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that that's a hard question to answer because everything you said about Freeman's correct. You know, and running back outside of the lineman. A running back with a concussion history is terrible. Is the, the, wor- mm-hmm. the next wor- worst thing because I, I don't care about the new l- rules from Roger Goodell. We'll see how that works out. But they're going to lead with their head a lot, which means mm-hmm. they're going to take a lot of blows to their head. It's hard for me to envision any scenario in which Freeman plays 16 games this season. You know, and if he's in a con- if he gets another concussion, no one's going to know when he returns. It'll be at, the, mm-hmm. at least the 30s had now in, in a year, so he could be out. A game, three games, five, eight. To see, you know, you won't know. And I, mm-hmm. when I say season, that's not a joke. He, you know, we never know with concussions. You just don't know. And right. uh, so the, uh, the more you have, the easier they are to get. You know, new ones here. So that's mm-hmm. that's why Freeman is uh, slipped in drafts. On talent wise, Freeman should probably be late first round. But the yeah. concussions is what's taking him into the third and even the fourth round. It would shock me if he lasts in some drafts. Mm-hmm. So Coleman's going to go earlier because of this. There's going to be someone who believes. That Coleman's going in the second half of the season, he may get all the starts. Or it's going to mm-hmm. be more of a uh, timeshare there, not all Freeman. Coleman has a whole lot of value. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the FSTA uh, experts draft results. And Steve Gardner uh, from uh, USA Today, he took Devonta Freeman in the middle of the second round. Uh, he had the seventh pick overall, by the way, uh, Steve Gardner. And then... Uh, he uh, took uh, Tevin Coleman in round six. So that sounds about right. Uh, and the mm-hmm. mock I'm doing, uh, I'd have to look up where Freeman went, but Coleman's still there We're in round five. Uh, yeah. So I know he's still there. I I said I, I don't remember where Freeman went. I'm trying to look it up real quick now. But uh, I, uh, Freeman on town. I mean, I like him a lot, Joe. I like Freeman a lot. He's a guy yeah. I'd love to get, but I don't especially know in PPR how much. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know how long he's going to last. You know mm-hmm. when when is he when is he, when's that injury when's the concussion uh, happening? That's yeah. the problem, and uh, I think it's gonna be very tough for people to assume that he lasts the, the season that he plays all year. 
And I know I'm not going to chance it because it almost forces you to take Coleman earlier than you want just to make sure you have a starter. But what about when he gets if he gets multiple injuries within a game? I mean, you're sort of taking – you may only get a couple of points at that position. So that's a problem as well. So I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to be able to trust Freeman and Coleman all that much. And the situation I'm in now, as far as fantasy goes, since I took running backs three of the first five rounds, now in this position I wouldn't mind taking Coleman. I don't have Freeman, but I wouldn't mind taking Coleman as a bench uh, running back. That'd be great for me. I don't think I will because I'll, I'll need to load up on wide receivers now. But if I want, if I want to go running back crazy – It'd be an interesting time to take Coleman with the next couple of rounds, especially if he slips to round seven, round eight. Then I can mm-hmm. think about doing it because mm-hmm. I don't need him to start for me. And if he does end up taking over for Freeman at some point, oh, it's, it's almost a, you know, an easy trade chip for me during the season. Right. Um, sticking with running backs, uh, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy uh, has come out and said, hey, you know, look. I'm using the dreaded running back by committee. You know, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. You, you know, we're not even a hundred percent sure as to what Ty Montgomery's role is going to be uh, this season. But uh, you know, at least McCarthy is kind of open as to what he's going to do. Yeah, unfortunately for us, uh, for fantasy owners, it looks like Montgomery, as far as OTAs, was a running back. I mm-hmm. think a lot of us assumed he'd go back to wide receiver because of Jordy Nelson leaving. You know, you got yeah. Devontae Adams, Cobb, who hasn't played well in a couple of years, Geronimo Allison, sort of unproven. We thought Montgomery could be uh, go back to wide receiver. Now, it doesn't mean a whole lot. That's where he was in OTAs, but we got to assume right now that it's just going to add to that mess at running back. You mentioned mm-hmm. Jamal Williams. You mentioned Aaron Jones. Uh, now Montgomery again. Uh, it's a problem <laughs> because mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. who do you grab there? Right now, I think Jamal Williams is the guy I want. There's a chance Aaron Jones gets suspended, by the way. Uh, he got mm-hmm. what uh, – I he got caught with uh, driving under uh, the influence of marijuana, I believe it was. So I got, you know, a suspension could be coming at either mm-hmm. beginning of the season or middle of the season. Could get two, four games there. So, right. you know, that uh, could make that decision a little easier for me as well. What's, mm-hmm. What is Montgomery's role going to be? What's Williams' role going to be? Assuming that they're the one-two there. I mean, it's, it's an issue here. Uh, once again, in round five, they're all still there in this mock I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. No, nobody's taking a shot on any of them, and I think that's the way it's going to be because no one knows right now. It sort right. of is a guessing game here. If I had to pick Joe, I'd go Williams first, Montgomery second. Hmm. And Jones, uh, wow, you, you you think Montgomery uh, would be that effective uh, uh, running back and used in the running game, uh, right? They I won't guess. forget about him. Yeah, he's going to get his touches. I don't. I mean, it could be uh, Aaron Rodgers is back, so they're going to have more flips out of the backfield, more designed uh, passing plays. And that's something mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll go Montgomery's way, not Williams's way. The only reason Aaron mm-hmm. Jones is third is because I, I I expect the suspension at some point. That's why he's mm-hmm. third. If, if there was right. no suspension for him, this would be a complete mm-hmm. mess. Right. Um, another team that came out and said basically we're going to use a hot hand approach. Another another word for running back by committee is, is the uh, Browns. And uh, so they've got, what, Carlos High. They've got Nick Chubb. Uh, a lot of people love Nick Chubb as a rookie running back. I kind of like him as well. But then you got Duke Johnson, who's going to uh, play uh, a bunch, catch balls out of the backfield. And I'm looking at where Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde went in the seventh round uh, of the uh, FSTA Experts draft. Uh, who, is there anyone specific that you love out of this backfield? Well, uh, love might be too strong, but, uh, uh, you know, what's your preference here? Because Nick Chubb went in the ninth round. Well, how can you love anybody? Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, you have three running backs that all can play. They probably mm-hmm. don't sign <laughs> – excuse me. They probably don't sign Carlos Hyde if they knew they were going to draft Nick Chubb in the second round. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just be Chubb and Johnson. You're fine. You don't need anybody else. But now you you got Hyde, you got Chubb, and you got Duke Johnson. They just signed Duke, Duke to the four, the four year contract, so we know his role. By the way, Pass Duke catching. went in the, in the sixth round. By the way, uh, Duke went in the sixth round of the FST Experts draft. Carlos Hyde went in the seventh, and then you had uh, Chubb. What I say, he went in the ninth. So we uh <laughs> we know what Duke Johnson's role is. He's the uh, third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Third down back, pass catcher, PPR, he'll have some value. You know, that's what he's going to do. I mean, maybe you think the Browns are going to be trailing a lot of these games, so they have to throw the ball more. It's mm-hmm. Hyde and Chubb that are a problem. I think Hyde, all right, is the uh, – you know, want to call him a starter? Fine. But Chubb's going to play a role. They're not going to forget about him. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if they try and trade Hyde at some point. 
You know, mm-hmm. during especially if another team suffers an injury at running back, easier said than done, mind you. But it wouldn't shock me because I, I these are the same, pretty much the same back here, and they are mm-hmm. uh, they just won't. Uh, I don't know how you're gonna mix them up. You, uh, you mm-hmm. can call it the hot hand if you want, but uh, and that's a problem for fans. You know, that, that is another word for committee here. I think they'll both get ten, their ten touches a game. Uh, who's whichever one is playing better might get a little bit more than the other one. Who the goal line back is probably the one I'll take over the other. If right now, if I had to guess, I would take Hyde since he's established, but I say this with no amount of confidence. Right, right. Agreed. Uh, and sticking with the Browns, uh, word out of their mini camp was that, hey, you know, we love Baker Mayfield, but uh, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Uh, and uh, it looks like uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think we kind of expect that this is going to be uh, the starting quarterback to start the season. And I have no problem with that once yeah, uh, until Baker Mayfield's ready. Mm-hmm. But once he's ready, you have to go to Mayfield. Tyrod Taylor is what he is. He's a caretaker for now. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think Tyrod Taylor's got a bum rap. I don't think Buffalo did much around him. But, you know, it's still mm-hmm. in the back of my head. Well, man, Robert Woods was pretty good with Jared Goff last year. He did nothing mm-hmm. with Taylor. Right. Uh, you know, he's got some uh, talent this year, you know, Landry. And Josh Gordon and uh, up and coming tight end and Joku. I like what Cleveland's like done. They have a legitimate offense here. The Joku's a sleeper tight end. Yeah. All right, we're going out to this little uh, disco classic music for you, George, because fellas know that you like a little classic disco. You're going to survive. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Classic tune. And if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, You can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag. Enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag promo code FNTSY. George, you're a big uh, fan of uh, American Pie, classic tune from uh, the 70s? I am. Uh, it's one yeah. of those tune I like. I even like the Weird Al version of it uh, as far as Last Jedi. Uh, I think uh, it's funny with American Pie. I've been hearing it a lot lately. Someone, uh, I'm at the mm-hmm. hockey rink last night refing uh, games, and someone's mm-hmm. humming the tune in the back room. So now it's in the, it was in my head all night during the games. But that's okay. It's mm-hmm. a tune I can live with. Yeah, it's a great bar tune as well, like, you know, if you're with a group of people, you know, kind of a sing-along kind of thing, almost like, you know, Meatloaf, uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, right? That's another good bar song. Uh, what's another good, uh, you know, song that you know, when you're with a group of people, like Piano Man and the others? As, you know, it's, Piano Man was just in my head, by the way. I was, that's what I was going to come up with, Piano Man. That's another song you right. always hear out the, mm-hmm. 
when you're out with the, with the group of friends there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, meatloaf. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind some meatloaf yeah. right now, and I, I enjoy the uh, <laughs> the musician as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, ACDC, um, You Shook Me All Night Long, that's another great sing-along that even though it's like heavy metal technically, a lot of people do know it. It's kind of, you know, be, become like a little mainstream. ACDC would be one of my top 20 bands as well. Uh, yeah. I'm not, uh, I mean, they've got some really good tunes. Right? It's funny, whenever I think of ACDC, I think of taking my daughter to her last day of, uh, I know my daughter, ACDC, how does that work out? Uh, I think of taking my daughter mm. to her last day of pre-K. And mm-hmm. on the way, high, Highway to Hell is on the radio. I'm singing along. And as I get close to the, uh, the school, I realize, oh, my God, she's singing along, too. She's singing Highway <laughs> to Hell. I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to get a phone call from the, uh, the school. Your daughter's singing Highway to Hell on school. Oh, great. What do I care? It was <laughs> yeah. the Highway to Hell. Screw them if they can't take a joke, right? Yeah, I, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, granted, I may have switched the station, but it is a tune I really like. Hmm. You know, uh, Madonna uh, did a cover of American Pie, so, uh, you know. Should check it I out. I did not know that. No, you're you're a big Madonna fan, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Big, big time. <laughs> Listen, Madonna has a lot of good tunes. I have her uh, mm-hmm. an album or two. She is a, mm-hmm. a talented musician, but uh, yeah. What was that in the '80s and '90s? Went down, pretty much went downhill. I, I think Vogue might have been the last song mm-hmm. I can deal with from her. Mm-hmm. Who who'd she date? She dated A Rod, I think. Who didn't she date? <laughs> yeah, she she dated. Well, she she didn't date. I got to be honest with you. She didn't date me. I don't know. Maybe you know. I liked it better in the brunette days back in the 80s than I did in the did you really? blonde days. Mm, yeah. I'm a more of a brunette fan. What can I tell you? Okay. That's fine. I like brunettes Thank as you. well. I like blondes. And, uh, I'm glad I got the Joe Galena uh, approval. <laughs> Seal of approval. Uh, so uh, there you go. Anytime, anytime. Reach out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else you approve? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm going to my nephew's so, graduation right after the show. Is that okay? That's fine. And uh, wish him a happy graduation from me. It'll be like, Yeah, it should be interesting. My uh, my ex-sister-in-law, thank God, hates me. So, oh, boy. Uh, she, yeah, she's not my biggest fan. Uh, so uh-huh. it should be an interesting evening. You know, I haven't seen her in a few years, and that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Uh, don't eat anything. Uh, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm really not causing any problems. I, I, t- I told my brother and my nephew, I, I don't want her to get on. You know, don't, it won't bother me. She can't do anything to me, mm-hmm. but I don't want to hear her uh, yell at my brother or my nephew. I'm just going there, going to eat, and going to mm-hmm. get the hell out. You know, you uh, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm going to wear a pair of slacks. Uh, probably not a button well, down. I'm not hopefully, a uh, hopefully you aren't going to go pantless. I mean, well, I was thinking, yeah, I wouldn't pants. go in jeans uh, is what I meant, or shorts, Joe, okay? <laughs> okay. Ready to spell right. it off? I'm not going to go in sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, listen, wearing slacks and a, a button-down is major dressing up. I don't like mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. Uh, I'm not wearing a button-down, but I'll wear uh, mm-hmm. in a somewhat appropriate shirt. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you do what you got to do there. You behave today. Thanks. Once again, I'm <laughs> glad I got the Joe seal of approval. <laughs> I just want to make sure you behave today. Um, so let's back get back to uh, football like uh, – uh, my friend George Kurt said the uh, Roto Experts Exclusive Edge package was released. Uh, I believe it was Thursday or Friday. So uh, you know, sign up, go to RotoExperts.com. Uh, yeah, see if you could get uh, put in FNTSY. Maybe get a promo uh, a discount out of that. So, uh, but back to a uh, little football coverage. Uh, Andrew Luck uh, threw for uh, two straight days at the uh, mini camp and uh, claims he doesn't feel any pain. So what are we thinking, George? Uh, I'm looking at fantasy pros, ADPs. He's uh, ranked 13th. Which is where I have him ranked on fantasy pros. So look at there that. There you go. I'm, I'm lock, stock, and barrel with everybody else there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just put my rankings up uh, late last week. Well, I guess late mm-hmm. this week. Two days ago, right? That's when I put the damn rankings up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go in that early, I, yeah. huh? Listen, Scott Angle says, hey, I need your rankings. I do the rankings. All right. Uh, It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew Luck is a guy, if healthy, he's probably Mm -hmm. going to be a top 12 quarterback, right? I mean, uh, if healthy, that's a big gamble. So Mm -hmm. uh, right now I I, I purposely put him at 13. He's right outside the top 12. When I do Mm -hmm. things, I I assume 12-team league. If you're playing in a 10-team league, then it's further out. But I assume 12. Quarterback is deep. So you don't need to take chance at QB. You can wait. 
which I'll gladly do in most leagues. Matter of fact, I think my next column is when you should draft the quarterback, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, wait is pretty much the answer. I could just make it one word, wait, and just end the column. I don't think Scott would appreciate mm-hmm. that, but I could. Um, mm-hmm. I think Luck will crawl up the rankings as he proves himself to healthy. I really don't care what he says. What's he going to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's killing me. I'm done. Yeah, he's not going to say that. He's going to say mm-hmm. he's healthy. He, was throwing the, he wasn't throwing the Duke. That's the NFL football. He's throwing the college football. So he still has right. to graduate to the NFL football. Then again, right now, what are we, June 23rd? Mm-hmm. He's got five weeks till training camp. You have to assume in those five weeks he'll, he'll be able to throw the Duke. He'll be able to throw the NFL mm-hmm. ball. Uh, I'll need to see him during uh, preseason games in training camp, the videos you see, to make sure I feel comfortable with him. But mm-hmm. uh, the bottom line is this. Since I will wait on a quarterback, and I'll wait till rounds 10, 11, 12. Let's say I, I take Andrew Luck just for uh, giggles in round 11. I got Luck in 11. I'm taking Would you take him as a QB1? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I took him in round 11 as my QB1, that means in round 12 or round 13, I'm taking another quarterback. I'll have Mm -hmm. to. Unless no one takes a backup quarterback. You know, if I'm in one of those leagues where everyone's not taking a backup, then I'm fine. But if, Mm -hmm. let's say, six, seven other people took backup quarterbacks, then I'm sort of forced to as well just in case I need to make that decision on that Mm -hmm. Sunday. Uh, You know what? It's a tough matchup. Luck hasn't looked that great. Maybe I got to start Dak Prescott. You know, maybe I got to start Jared Goff, someone else who's not in the top 12, you know, who's available mm-hmm. out there. So that's a decision I'll have to make there. And depending on how the draft goes, I may not want that. I may not want to waste another uh, bench spot on a quarterback, and that could take me away from luck. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I take Philip Rivers instead or a Garoppolo instead and then load a, you know, take, use that bench spot to take a running back or wide receiver because I'm short at that position. Mm-hmm. What's your strategy since you talked about, you know, your strategy? And I agree with you. I wait on quarterbacks as well. You know, I'll I'll never uh, be a uh, Aaron Rodgers owner. You know, it just he goes too qu- too early for me. Uh, Superflex leagues. What, what's your uh, st- strategy in terms of quarterback and a superflex? Well, superflex leagues change everything. Okay, mm-hmm. everything I just said about quarterbacks, forget about it. Uh, now <laughs> I'm loading up. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, for the sake of this, I'll assume it's a four point touchdown pass. If it's six point uh, for a touchdown pass, then my first two picks are quarterbacks. First mm-hmm. or second round, I'm not going quarterback. So they, they score the most right. points by far. You have to get a quarterback. Assuming mm-hmm. it's four points, if I don't have a top four or top five pick, I'm taking a quarterback first round. If I do mm-hmm. have a top four or top five, then I'll take, you know, uh, the Ezekiel Elliott's, Bells, Gurley's, Antonio Browns of the world. David Johnson could squeeze in there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to want I'm gonna want a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. the, the problem with, with this. And a super you don't flex, know, I guess we should define what that is, right? <laughs> You're allowed to start to. Two quarterbacks, right? We sometimes we assume and presume that uh, our audience knows what we're talking about. The problem with the uh, the strategy I just said, where you'll still take your Bells, your Browns, uh, your Gurleys, is that means you don't know what everyone else in your league is thinking. If this becomes mm-hmm. quarterback crazy, well then your first quarterback you don't get to take until your second round pick, which is going to be in the twenties, twentieth overall, and mm-hmm. now your first quarterback could end up being uh, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And now you have two quarterbacks in the Superflex League. It could be Dak Prescott and Derek Carr mm-hmm. because you, you waited, which I, I probably will also. But because your league then went nuts, and, you know, and you're talking about everybody took a quarterback at the end of that first round. There were so many quarterbacks taken in the second round. By the time you got your chance, that's the danger. That's why mm-hmm. in the six points for a touchdown pass, I can't take that chance. I'm loading up on quarterbacks. Four points, I'm more than willing to take the chance, but it is a gamble because you need your quarterbacks. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the reason why a Superflex League is – more preferred than a two quarterback league is that in case you got bad luck, your quarterbacks got hurt, you can still plug a, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end into that flex spot. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it makes the league more fair. In a two quarterback league, right. you know, your quarterback or quarterbacks go down, and you're done. Start looking forward mm-hmm. to baseball. You know, you, so Superflex gives you the uh, flexibility to either start two quarterbacks or, like you said, if if the the second quarterback that you drafted uh, goes down. Or as a you bad matchup, or you, you know, yeah, you're on yeah. third, where you could start somebody mm-hmm. else now. Superflex League is, by, in my mind, is the best league to play mm-hmm. in. It's my favorite right. type of league. But right your now, preference I is want... to load up in, in, uh, on quarterbacks in the Superflex, right? Especially, you know, uh, you, you had said. Uh, I'm probably drafting three, on... and I'm, take, yeah. I'm certainly taking a quarterback in the first, or one quarterback in the first two rounds, probably two in the first three. The only mm-hmm. thing that changed me in Superflex is that if I have one of those top picks, Mm-hmm. Since it's a Superflex, I'll take the Elliots, Gurleys, Bells, Johnson, Browns mm-hmm. of the world. 
But right. after that, if it's if I pick six on, unless someone you know changed things up, someone took Aaron Rodgers three overall, which could very well happen in a super flex. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is then. By the way, this is why the league is good because strategy is different. I can't just tell everybody. Right. Ah, wait till round eleven to take quarterback. It's easy in a one quarterback right. league. Wait, unless Aaron right. Rodgers falls to round five. You know, you mm-hmm. wait. In a super flex league, it's much more fun, much more strategy. You have to think about what you want to do. There's more players in the player pool in the first three rounds. It's mm-hmm. it's a better league. It's just a better league. I can go crazy. Right. I mean, listen, I want to get rid of kickers. I want to get rid of defenses. I want to go. IDP. I'm with you on the kickers. Yeah, mm-hmm. get rid of kickers, man. Add a flex spot. Add, mm-hmm. add a second flex. I'm not saying anything about super flex. Just add a second flex. Get rid of kickers. Get rid of defenses. Mm-hmm. Add IDP. I mean, as yeah. individual defense, defensive players. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it just add a linebacker, a, a lineman, and a secondary player. You mm-hmm. in a, even if you're in a beginner league, everyone's going to have an all star. If you only mm-hmm. add those uh, one of each of those positions, if you're going deeper, you add three and four. That's where you get crazy. That's where it becomes once again more strategy involved. But if you go three, you can still wait, but at least you get a little taste, a little uh, indoctrination into IDP, mm-hmm. and you grow from mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's always right. uh, amazing to me that we don't do more IDP in fantasy football. We don't forget about pitching and baseball. Why do we forget about uh, defense and football? I just don't get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you know, once again, it's sort of like the quarterbacks. Any position where I can tell you, Joe. Ah, wait till round 15, which is what we tell you, wait for defenses. Kick us, wait till mm-hmm. round 16. Then we should get rid of those positions. Because in mm-hmm. that case, there's, there's nothing to it. No one cares. There's no strategy anyway. And when anybody asks, well, what kicker should I take? It's always guesswork. There's no way right. for you to know, or any of us to know, on any given Sunday, which kicker is going to be the best kicker. You just don't yeah. know. Well, uh, I guess the only thing you can do is maybe uh, you know, pick a kicker from uh, what you consider to be an explosive offense, right? <laughs> that may not be good. Explosive right. offense kicks extra points. They might, uh, yeah, they might score more touchdowns than, uh, yeah. So maybe uh, you t- you try to figure out who has the highest uh, yardage total typically, but doesn't score too many touchdowns. All right, so it's tough. What right? offense it's, is going to get bogged really down crazy. in the red zone? That's what you want. <laughs> what, what offense is going to get yeah. bogged down? You know, the yeah. Cowboys come to mind this year. I think they could get bogged down. I think they'll do well between mm. the 20s, but once teams are going to take his Elliott out, can they throw the ball? Yeah. So they may kick field goals. But, uh, but that's too like much said, analysis. I hate, uh, hate kickers. Too much time hate. spent on analyzing kickers. But let me ask you this. Uh, 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 I like your uh, idea of, you know, maybe uh, putting one idea, uh, one defensive player in instead of a defense. So uh, in typical leagues, like you said, a team defense will be your 15th pick usually. You know, sometimes you get some wackadoodle that will take a – a defense in the fifth or sixth round or whatnot. But uh, and typically in IDP leagues, like the one that you're mentioning, where do you think on average an, uh, a defensive player would go if there was if you had one spot to fill? Well, like what uh, round? that's Middle impossible of the to draft answer. Be- it's impossible to answer because we don't, there is no standard scoring system mm-hmm. for an IDP. Generally, linebackers, if you do it right, are going to be close to the equivalent of running backs as far as points. Mm-hmm. Because they could tackle. You get a point per tackle. These guys are going to rack up 140, 150 tackles during the year. You know, uh, so you, if you make it two points per tackle, me when I when I do when you're in a serious league, you want your IDPs to be to be the equivalent of regular players of uh, wide receivers and running backs because you mm-hmm. don't want the IDPs to go in round 15, round 60. Then you've served, you've solved nothing. You just replace mm-hmm. defenses with IDPs. You know, so you right. don't want that. So you want to build up the points. I mean, you probably don't want to build up where they're the same as Olivia and Bell. But you certainly mm-hmm. want these guys built up where they're the same as a running back two or a wide receiver two. So that's the point mm-hmm. system you should be doing. Therefore, your IDPs could go around three, four, five, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to do this, linebacker, there are a lot of linebackers. That's why they go a little later because you're going to get one. If you're doing one for each team, you're in a 12-team league, I, I, that wasn't a joke. Everyone's getting an all-star. There are mm-hmm. certain guys who are better than others, sure, but everyone, everyone's getting a great player. I, I probably wouldn't think about it until round five. You know, mm-hmm. linemen, you're going to build up uh, four points for a sack or something along those natures, uh, and that could uh, help there. But you'll wait on those guys to round probably double that, round eight. Secondary guys, safeties are valuable. Safeties can rack up tackles as well if you get the right one, and they're probably mm-hmm. going somewhere around the same as line, around between six and eight range. But like I said, there is no standard scoring system. So if you were, mm-hmm. if anyone was to start this, it would depend upon your scoring system, how you'd want to build up, how you'd want your IDPs to relate to your offensive players. And for mm-hmm. the most part, I prefer uh, 
where you want them relatable, but not to the, probably not to the ones, not to the running back ones, not to the wide receiver ones, more to the uh, like in the mid range, and where you want these guys drafted in the in the rounds four to eight, the top guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this because yeah, you do enough drafts, you know, between mock drafts and real drafts and whatnot, you know that those that first round kind of at times could. Dare I say, you know, a little boring? I mean, even this FSTA experts draft, I mean, you know, Todd Gurley went one and Zeke went two and Dave Johnson went three. I mean, Bell went four. It's almost like, you know, you know, when you're playing in a two quarterback league, a little stranger things, uh, uh, things on here. But it'll mix things up. And that's why we like the Scott Fishball League as well. This is the stranger things uh, theme, by the way, there, George Curtis, okay? Well, when we come back, a little bit more fantasy football talk. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Sean Angle producing our show, keeping us flying straight. Tom Petty bringing us in. You and I were on the air uh, the night when uh, Tom Petty passed. Remember that? There was some I do remember questioning. That, yeah. <laughs> it was some questioning whether or not he had passed or not. And but uh, I kind of like Tom Petty. Not a hard rocking guy, but. Uh, some good stuff, yeah, and I even liked him when he was with the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> Traveling Wilburys were actually pretty good. I enjoyed them. Was that Very Ringo good, Star yeah. and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Right, right, I think it was George Harrison. Uh, yeah, no, not not Ringo. I think it was George Harrison, right? I actually, I have to look it up. Uh, you may be, you may mm-hmm. be right. Uh, I don't know. Ringo still in the back of my head there for that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, now we'll have some uh, little research to do there. Uh, <laughs> Yep, it was George. It was George. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think I would know my namesake, but not. But no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Tom Petty guy. Uh, once again, mm-hmm. probably top 20 for me. I'm not, not uh, in love with the guy, but uh, Running Down a Dream mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Come around uh, you read no my more. mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, he, was a, he was big in the, uh, uh, maybe not big, but back in the MTV days, back when you know they showed music videos in the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, he had some good videos that I enjoyed Instead watching. Instead of like Jersey Shore and stuff like that, you're a big Jersey Shore fan, aren't you? I, st- I stopped watching when they had the, uh, uh, you know, they start doing the reality <laughs> show with the, the people in the house. So mm-hmm. that, you know, when they stopped playing videos. And back mm-hmm. in the 80s, man, that was that was fun to see all the, yep. the music videos. That I used to, used to record some, uh, you know, hours and hours of MTV just to see the videos. The Friday night video fights between like Van Halen and, uh, you know, like ZZ Top were, were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... For guys like me who it took a while for us to get cable, I didn't have MTV, but they had like two different shows on network TV late night, uh, two different vi- just video shows, you know, for like an hour, an hour and a half at night. One was m- more rock oriented. I think one was more pop oriented. But uh, you're right. That, that was a big thing. And it was pretty awesome to see all the creativity going on, not only with the music, but just like the the like mini movies that were being made. Michael Jackson, of course, the thriller video that was pretty classic. That uh, you know, just really awesome stuff. It was eighties were the interesting it, uh, times. The shame it went bye bye. Did you wear a mullet in the eighties, uh, George? Uh yeah, a little bit. Uh, a little mm-hmm. bit back in the uh, my high school days, you know, hair was mm-hmm. uh, thick. Went. Uh, I think I even had a ponytail for a, little, a very little while, mind you. Wow. Uh, nice. And then. Uh, once I started playing hockey, though, that had to go away. Uh, I didn't like it. Didn't like the helmet head <laughs> all the time right. and stuff like that. My hair, my hair always looked like it had a dent in it from the helmet. <laughs> so uh, ended up being real easy as to uh, slowly but surely over the years to pretty much shave the head to now where it's uh, very much military style. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, all right. So back to to football. Uh, we mentioned uh, Andrew Luck, and uh, he was. Uh, 13th, ranked 13th on Fantasy Pros. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, ninth, and uh, he was in the news this week. I don't know if you saw uh, Richard Sherman, now part of the 49ers, said that he found a tell in Garoppolo's game. Supposedly, uh, Garoppolo didn't look that great in minicamp, uh, but uh, supposedly he's also put in the time. I think he acknowledged that you know he needed some more work. But uh, you know everyone's in love with Garoppolo with that short uh, that short span last last year where he you know I think he was undefeated as a starting quarterback once he got traded. But uh, supposedly, according to Sherman, when he takes his left hand off the ball, he's he's throwing. You know he had, and like I said in minicamp, there were a lot of uh, false starts. Uh, had trouble connecting with wide receivers in the red zone drills. I mean, uh, like I said, he owned the problems, put in the extra work with the offense. But uh, interesting that Richard Sherman, you know, now you, you see even more value of uh, getting him on the 49ers team. Maybe he's, maybe he's lost a step. Maybe he's not the same, you know, cornerback that he used to be. But uh, interesting news coming out, uh, 49ers camp. Yeah, I don't want Garoppolo starting for my fantasy team. <laughs> All right, I think that I think that's a mistake. Bottom line is, uh, yeah, I know he's five zero. Sure, he's never going to lose a football game in his life. Uh, there's a lot of video up in there now. I probably what uh, what Sherman saw. Other teams have seen this as well um, too. I'm, I'm, I'd be shocked if they haven't. But more importantly, they've seen what he does well and what he doesn't do well. They'll attack mm-hmm. that now. He'll you know he'll have to make some adjustments there. Uh, but really, what stands out to me is Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garcon, Trent Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the other names you, you no one's certainly never heard of those guys. That's his wide receiver mm-hmm. core. I mean, you're not going to do too much damage with that. You're just not. Uh, George Killer as a tight end, I do think he's another sleeper tight end for you. But the problem is yes. everybody mm-hmm. and their mother's talking about him, so he won't be a sleeper by August. Uh, but it's just, I'm sorry, it's just not going to be a great passing offense here where I want you know, Garoppolo starting for me in a one-quarterback league. Super flex or mm-hmm. a two-quarterback, that's a little different. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's ranked nine and fantasy pros, I'm looking on ESPN's rankings now, he's ranked 12th. That seems to be better for me. But he's ahead of Phillip Rivers? Really? I'm taking Phil. I'll go mm-hmm. Phil there. I guess I can understand him being ranked ahead of guys like Mahomes, Alex Smith, Prescott, uh, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I would take Matt Ryan over him as well. I think Ryan has a bounce mm-hmm. back season. I'm not talking the MVP year he had a couple of years ago, but I think he's. I would take him over Garoppolo. I think so. Mm-hmm. Once again, he's a new toy. We all like the new toy because there's no scuff marks on it. Now, there's right. no scuff marks. Garoppolo hasn't failed yet. Once he fails for a couple of games, he'll drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like I mentioned, Fantasy Pros, uh, Garoppolo, ninth. Uh, that puts him ahead. Let's go like 15 and under, right? So you mentioned Philip Rivers is is 15th. Um, I kind of like him as well, especially at, at 15. Uh, Matt Ryan, 14. Andrew Luck, we mentioned, was 13. Uh, Jared Goff, 12. Big Ben, 11. And Matthew Stafford at 10. Personally, uh, right off the bat, I'll take Matthew Stafford over uh, Garoppolo uh, for... First of all, I mean, Lions love to throw the ball, right? And uh, just like you mentioned in terms of a receiving crew, I mean, you got uh, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. Right off the bat, those two wide receivers are better than what Garoppolo has. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you about Stafford. I guess if I'm going to play devil's advocate, I think what people could be thinking of, well, you know, they got some running backs there now. You know, they drafted Carry uh, on Johnson. They're going to run the ball more. They got Larry Blunt. They're going to be able to run the ball now. I mean, you could say that all you want. I do think they're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, Stafford is very consistent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he uh, say what you want about him. He's unorthodox. Throws the ball from weird arm angles. All that's true, but he does it well. Uh, I have Stafford ranked ninth overall, so I'll I'll obviously take him uh, over him. I have uh, Rivers is in my top twelve. I said Gar- Garoppolo. Uh, uh, is at 14. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the way I have it right now. Things could certainly change over the next couple of months, but I don't see I don't see any situation other than injury that's going to put Garoppolo in my top 12. I just don't see it. I'll take Ben Roethlisberger over him. I already said I would take Matt Ryan over him. You know, then you go into guys that, you know, Cousins, Breeze, or we all have those guys ahead of him. Uh, I just think there's, like I said, I think the, the analogy I used, the, 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 the new toy thing is correct. He hasn't failed, so we all love him. <laughs> you know, I might feel differently if Jerry Rice and John Taylor were his wide receivers, okay, you know we, we can talk. You know then mm-hmm. absolutely I would have him there. But he doesn't have those great wide receivers who are going to you know have great racks running after the catch for him. He's not going to mm-hmm. have that. You know so I, I don't see him having a fantastic season. I don't once again I don't know why I need to take a chance here. Running a uh, quarterback is so deep. I have no problem if you want to take him as a second quarterback. I and mean, he does pan out great. You know you can mm-hmm. start him some, some weeks. No problem with that. But I'm not taking him as my number one. 
Mm-hmm. I just uh, I can't do it. Fourteenth for me. Yeah, and uh, Patrick Mahomes right outside that top fifteen. Uh, I think there was some news that he was having some trouble in minicamp as well. And that's not surprising. He started one mm-hmm. whole NFL game, but at least he I like his ranking. I am at seventeenth. Mm-hmm. You know, I like mm-hmm. his ranking though. Uh, what is it said fifteenth? I'm fine with that because he shouldn't 16th, be. People yeah. at one time putting mm-hmm. him up there where he was going to be mm-hmm. a, a quarterback. One, it's like what at the one game. Mm-hmm. We're going to anoint these guys. Quarterback is so deep in the NFL as far as fantasy is concerned. You don't need to take chances. You just don't have to. You know, and hope mm-hmm. these guys pan out. Do you think Andy Reid's going to throw the ball over the uh, the field all of a sudden? I don't see that. You know, so uh, Mahomes, I think there's some upside there. I do, but not as a quarterback one. What do you think about what's going on with uh, Julio Jones? Uh, some issues with him in terms of uh, his contract. You know, he signed a, a big contract a few years back. I think at the time that he signed this contract, he was the highest paid wide receiver, no more. Um, and, and now the Falcons are a little concerned because he's he's hanging out with uh, Terrell Owens. <laughs> yeah, that's probably never a good thing to hang out with uh, T.O. and all his issues. The problem is for Jones, he has three years left on the contract. I mean, very hard to renegotiate when you have three years left. Mm-hmm. I would think the best case scenario is incentives. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. do that. But here's the problem for Atlanta. If you do it with Jones, how long till another player wants it? Maybe now he won't mm-hmm. be in the same category as Jones as far as a possible future Hall of Famer, but it'll be somebody who goes, hey, you did it with Jones. I want to renegotiate when he outperforms his contract. Your NFL right. contracts, and everybody always gets mad because of what I just said. You know, oh, he's got three years left. How can you read? You got three. You signed it, but the problem is the NFL teams—they cut players all the time who have contracts. That's why mm-hmm. I don't blame these players for wanting their money as soon as they've uh, they've earned it. And Jones has earned it, but three years left—that's going to be a tough pill for the Atlanta organization. That you know, the management to swallow here and say, "Okay, we'll renegotiate." I think his best chance would be what they've done, what New England's done with Gronkowski, where they keep giving him incentives. I think that'll be their best chance here. Uh, I don't think he'll hold out. But I think this will be uh, it could be a story for a while, but one that I don't see being resolved. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's put those uh, injury concerns behind him? And we've talked about this before, where it seems like he's always you know nicked up, but uh, you know and always questionable or whatnot, but uh, ends up playing. So do you think that uh, you know last season, you know, he basically you know he, I think he played all sixteen games, if I'm not mistaken. So do you think that? those concerns should be put behind him? Well, I mean, when you look at his last four years, he's only missed three games in the last four years. That's what, yeah. And his yeah. numbers is, you know, he's 1,600 yards, 1,900 yards, mm-hmm. 1,400 yards, four, I mean, that's if you round it off to the nearest 100. That's what he's got. Yep. Yeah. The problem is, though, there are games where he's got the toe, he does nothing. You know, last year he mm-hmm. had one game where he did, got 30 yards, another game he did 57, then he did 24, 54. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying all those games he was hurt, but that's your issue there. But the right. bottom line is, if you didn't know, and you saw the final numbers, 104 catches, 1,600, 136, 1,900, 83, 1,400, 88, you're taking it. That's the bottom mm-hmm. line. You're taking the numbers. You like the numbers. Right. I don't see that changing. You know, you, we would like more touchdowns, but even though he had more red zone targets last year, he's not a big touchdown guy. For whatever reason that might be, I don't understand that either. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason it might be, he's not a big touchdown guy. That's really where the negativity comes, should be coming in here. As far as the catches mm-hmm. and the uh, – the yardage, you're going to take the numbers. Mm. Uh, more uh, NFL news uh, coming out of camps. Uh, man, the, the Bills offense could be uh, <laughs> very ugly to Bad. watch other than, yeah, other than uh, LaShawn McCoy, right, Shady? And I feel bad for him because, uh, you know, he, he might get – a little bit too much attention coming his way. So the, uh, the story is that A.J. McCarron, McCarron uh, former Bengal, uh, getting some stiff competition from who? Nathan Peterman? <laughs> Remember Nathan Peterman? Second game as a pro last November, went 6-14, of through five picks. And uh, Josh Allen, the rookie, uh, working with the third string. But suppose he's looked pretty good. But uh, A.J. McCarron getting stiff competition from Nathan Peterman? Uh, it's, you know, it seems like this organization really likes Peterman, right? They gave him a shot last year, and he was a complete disaster. <laughs> I wonder sometimes, Joe, if this, uh, and I think it happens in all walks of life, not just professional sports, mm-hmm. but if people just can't admit they made a mistake. And that's mm-hmm. why they keep building up Peterman, because they don't want to admit, you know, they made a mistake in starting him last year, that he does have a future here. I think McCarron got a raw deal in Cincinnati. I think he should have been given a chance to start. I think this guy has talent. 
Mm-hmm. But if it's true that Peterman's giving him a run for his money, unless Peterman's made extensive strides in his play, uh, right. then McCarron's got, got issues here. It's Josh Allen's job eventually anyway. None of this matters. No one's drafting any of these quarterbacks. I don't care. Unless you're playing in a, qu- a three-quarterback league, no one's taking mm-hmm. any of these quarterbacks. All right, you said LaShawn McCoy. It's a damn good mm-hmm. thing that Buffalo broke their, their playoff drought last year because they ain't making the playoffs this year. That ain't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another team. I like McCoy, but his value is dropping because, yeah, they're going to run the ball a lot with him, but defenses know this too. They are going to stack the line of scrimmage to stop him and force anybody else to beat him. Plus, with Chris Ivory there, you have to wonder, does this go back to being where, oh, no more goal, goal line touches for McCoy. It'll be Ivory. You know, they'll bang him in there because he's the yeah. bigger back. You know, Zay Jones has been a nightmare really since he's been there. He's just not mm-hmm. not done much. Kelvin Benjamin, uh, he's you know he's got a big wingspan, big body, can go go up and get the ball, but he's not a burner. He's not going to be able to break plays open. Jeremy Curley, you know, sort of a, uh, I guess a receiver. A lot of teams would like to have, but nobody. Once again, no no game breaker here. So they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. have issues on offense. Yeah, uh, McCoy uh, in the FSTA experts draft went in the third round. Uh, went to Charlie Weigert uh, from CDM Sports. And uh, his first uh, running back, he had the third pick overall, was David Johnson. And so David Johnson and uh, McCoy in a 14-team league. I mean, look, you know, I'm kind of a little worried for what you just said about McCoy. Uh, But, uh, hey, in a PPR league, he's still going to get his uh, 50-plus catches. The age does scare me a little bit, but hey, you know, I mean, uh, Frank Gore <laughs> still is 35 and he's still playing, you know, and uh, and McCoy, who knows, maybe, you know, like you mentioned with Ivory there, maybe he'll become even more of a, a PPR force. If you can get McCoy as a running back, your second running back, you've mm-hmm. done well. And you might be mm-hmm. able to get, you mentioned he's going in round three. That's where I expect him to go in most leagues, maybe the end of round two. But if you can get him mm-hmm. as your second running back, that's fantastic. I just don't want him ending mm-hmm. up as your running back one. You know, that's where you right. could have some issues because uh, everything we talked about, bad offense, Ivory being the guy who's going to uh, be the, could be the goal line back, and the fact that teams are going to, I mean, it's going to be eight men in the box constantly could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so just to take a quick look at running backs that went right after him in that round. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Alex Collins, you know, Derek Henry. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I guess I would take McCoy over. Uh, I mean, but you have some interesting options here. Well, you're looking at all guys that have issues. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about McCoy. Mixon, you got Giovanni Bernard. Could be with third down back, and he could do a little bit more than that. He had a really good season, especially in the second half last year. Mixon, mm-hmm. he got hurt by Marvin, Marvin Lewis not wanting to give him the starting job, wanted him to earn it. I sort of get that, and I understand, but, man, when, he, when he's the better back and you're not giving him uh, touches, that's kind of silly there. The offensive line was mm-hmm. putrid last year as well. They've done some work there. Collins has a lot of competition uh, in Baltimore. Kenneth Dixon's back from suspension. You know, so the, uh, they're gonna ha- he's not going to be – he's going to be the starter there, but he, you know, the touches are going to be tough to come by there. Derek Henry I mm-hmm. like a lot, but you got Deion Lewis there. Is Lewis going right. to be, once again, is he the Giovanni Bernard, the third down back, or is he going to be a little bit more than that? Or is it a game time uh, thing where, hey, whichever back we think is the best chance to win, that's the back who gets featured that week. Henry, mm-hmm. at the very least, though, will be the goal line back, and that has value. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to switch gears, go back to a little fantasy baseball, that uh, weekend fantasy update. Joe Glenn and George Kurtz taking it through the weekend. 